Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Hello and welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm Daryl. I'm Sandra. And today uh, we're going to talk about the emotional impact of writing for sci-fi fantasy. And of course, I'm going to thank you for tuning in. I'm going to thank Alexander Nakarada for the music uh, you offer for each podcast episode, which has an emotional impact on me. And hopefully, some of our listeners... Daryl, Sandra, you are the writers of the highly rated, Eric Hoffer-nominated sci-fi fantasy novel, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus. So, um, let's talk about it. The emotional impact of writing on you, and perhaps on your readers. Certainly writing has an impact on readers. Uh, But not a lot of people arguably ask about the emotional impact on the writers um and so what was writing this book like for you on an emotional level you know some parts of it i think were very inspiring and uplifting Mm -hmm. but and other parts were difficult Mm -hmm. you know and i i can tell you even toward certain ends of certain Mm -hmm. chapters when the fate of whomever was about to be revealed sometimes that became hard yes Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh it draws it drew a lot out of me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. same here i mean some 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 scenes were written in tears others i laughed at others i struggled struggled with and i think we just hope that her struggle and and my struggle with it would uh, be felt by the audience, by the readers. Too. Well, I, I've heard from uh, several readers uh, that this book does have a, a, an emotional impact on them, and not necessarily in a negative way, uh, but it connects with them, it resonates with them, and, and uh, that's felt in your writing. And certainly, if that's the case, then um, the emotion that you had uh, must have been pulled into the story. Uh, much like our readers are pulled into your story uh, with every turn of the page. Uh, I certainly was. Well, I would hope so, because it's that emotional response that you get mm-hmm. that ties you to your character mm-hmm. and, and ties the reader to the character and brings them out of present day and into mm-hmm. yes. story. The, the, uh, those who don't write and and read might not know that uh, sometimes even the author can be surprised by what happens in the story. Right. Because you do, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. And if that sounds impossible, you say, well, this is coming out of your head. How would you not know that? Well, because sometimes uh, the story begins to actually literally write itself. Because mm-hmm. there are situations that unfold and they evolve in a natural way. Yes. And uh, it surprises you that you went took that direction, perhaps. Right. And as you said before, that's you'll find that you started out liking the character, right. and by the time you got finished writing the character, you didn't like him at all. Right. And, and you wanted to kill him off, but you couldn't because he was important to yeah, the and story. As, and as you've said before, you know, um, it's important to sort of let the story write itself, uh, to sort of put the 
pieces in play and 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 let it unfold naturally mm-hmm. no no forcing the issue uh as it were you were dealing with some issues with things in your life when you started writing nicholas how did that impact nicholas the story oh quite a bit mm-hmm. and we had i put a lot a lot of the emotions of our loss in, in, into the characters. Um, our little angel became a little angel in the story. Uh, there were, there was anger. There was frustration. Quite a range there of emotions, was a I think. Whole yeah. range of emotions, <laughs> and then you guys came along, mm-hmm. and you were not perfect, but you were perfect to me. Mm-hmm. And the frustration of trying to motivate you, I put into the story, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's the the plural you, not just you, <laughs> right? right, right. <laughs> you mean but all you as, five as of a, you as a group, all five of you, mm-hmm. um, trying not to have one child jealous because the others needed more attention, mm-hmm. and I put that into the characters in the book. You know, somebody was getting more attention well, than the next. You develop and, a lot of sensitivity yeah. and, and empathy, and and you can write characters and you can write situations that reflect that. Right. And I think there's a little bit of everyone's life somewhere in their story. I don't, yes. Yeah. I don't care how fanciful mm-hmm. it is or how serious it is, or how comical it might be. I think there's a little bit a piece of everybody. All the writers. In the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you had this wellspring of, you know, emotional data, for lack of a better term, to to work with mm-hmm. all of these ways of dealing with it, and how it feels, and how to display it, and how to portray it. Um, uh, was that was it difficult to to draw on that? Sometimes yes, mm-hmm. and sometimes no. It could get binding, and present-day emotions were interfering with what I wanted the book to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I talked to your dad, and he'd help me sort it out. And uh, we divide it up, right? Make it. Uh, dispersed throughout the kid. So, so what did you find, Daryl? Was the key to navigating this this emotional landscape? I I think I just control mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, spread it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were able to comfort one another, and we're also to put our our angst and and uh, our our fears, our anxieties, right. our trepidation, put that into the characters. Right. And I think you did it in, in just the right way, because when you read the story, uh, there are moments that are heavy, but there are also moments that are so light and so beautiful and so joyful uh, and so fantastic, so so perfect for the telling of of who Nicholas is and how he becomes... Who he becomes. You hear a lot about uh, reading a story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes reading a story can 
be very cathartic mm-hmm. uh, to to the reader, but it also can be very cathartic to the writer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just clears out all the junk, you know, and uh, it it helps to sort things through so that you can see and picture things in your life clearly, mm-hmm. and you see them on the page, and that's a catharsis. Yeah. And sometimes. Putting it on the page for a character lets you see what you know, what possibilities, possibilities are, are yeah. or what gives you an empathetic insight. Right. But you, you know what the, the amazing thing about uh, uh, that is that you can have different outcomes. <laughs> That's right. So you can test different outcomes. The different outcomes that you speak of is there are a dark side to writing, you know, the emotionally. Well, you know, I, there's, and if that's there the case, be, how there, how there, do we? There, there can be a dark side, but that's not that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's helpful mm-hmm. because, as I mentioned before, uh, my my wife wrote the villain. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. one of the. She's a gentle person, mm-hmm. basically. But she wrote a guy who was ruthless, mm-hmm. and I, I think that uh, was cathartic. And I, mm-hmm. I think uh, somehow that became a different outcome in a way that uh, she couldn't express in real life. Right. Yes. Uh, as as is the way with most um, fantasy and sci-fi, uh, and we find this a lot in in uh, classic poetry and classic plays and. Uh, uh, fantasy is important for us to be able to explore our emotions on a level that we couldn't do in the normal right. world. It's a, it's a new facet, a new avenue. Um, um, and, and you see that a lot, uh, particularly you'll see that in, for instance, um, Shakespeare in his uh, Midsummer Night Dream. You know, there's there's parts in that that you know. You know, Shakespeare. Speaking of him, was political. Yes, and we don't see the politics now because it was more mm-hmm. than 500 years ago. But uh, he had a lot of commentary about the Queen at the time, right? And which he had to he had to cloak right. in his writing, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Uh, and it, I think it made probably very good stories too. You know, it's it's so interesting because I think about, uh, for instance, people like uh, Stephen King and Michael Crichton, and uh, these stories that they tell that can get so dark and so creepy. And you think to yourself, someone had to come up with that. You know what I mean? Like someone had to come up with that the idea for this scene mm-hmm. uh, in this in this book where this horrific idea happens, and uh, that came out of their head. Now, should I be scared of this particular person? Right. You know? <laughs> um, but again, uh, fantasy sci-fi allows you know, for that. You know, it, you know, fantasy and sci-fi allows uh, for for Doctor Jekyll, uh, Mister yes. uh, you know, Mister Hyde. It it allows for Mister Hyde to come out right. And uh, you definitely see, you know, that that hide come out in uh, the villain of your story. I mean, there's, it is far from who you are as the sweet, kindly woman uh, that you are, Sandra. Um, I mean, look, look, look at somebody like a famous writer like Agatha Christie, mm -hmm. and she wrote all these detective uh, novels and. 
you know, Hercule Poirot was her detective. Mm-hmm. Look at all the horrible uh, things that uh, he had to sift through right. to solve a murder, you know? Right. And it came out of that little old lady's head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I think, um, I think the in, interesting impact of, of, of writing, of emotion, uh, um, t- to me is that um, it allows you, in a sense, to follow the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that one time in your life where you can follow the what if and what if this happens and what if that happens and where they go from here and what happens with this. You know, everybody gets to the, you know, everybody knows the and they lived happily ever after tagline, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the, what happened after that, you know? Un, you know, they lived happily ever after dot, 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 until, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the interesting part about writing. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly when, you know, you're playing, writing something that's so full of a myriad of emotions, you know, and, and it's, it, but it's done in, um, it's done in a way that makes sense. It's there, there, you know, people aren't doing things or be, aren't being mean or being ridiculously happy and lovey-dovey for no reason. There's always a reason behind it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you guys are sort of masterful mm-hmm. at is, is, is if it's going to be done, there has to be a reason for it. If there's a gun on the, on the mantle, it has to be used later. You know what I mean? Right. If you're going to bring it up, if you're going to complain about yeah, it, right. do something about it. You know what right. I mean? Um, and I think that's the, I think that's the, sort of the takeaway when it comes to emotional writing is that if you're going to be pouring yourself emotionally into your story and into your characters and into the scenarios that are happening, make sure that there's a reason behind it. Don't just do it to do it. Mm-hmm. I think then you just have this filler that's flooding the pages and, you know, sure. taking us out of the story, I mm-hmm. think. If right. it's done improperly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where do you go from where do you go from there? Well, from here, we uh, I think once we've uh, set this baby out on its own, and it, it's it's really to tr- this book is ready mm-hmm. to travel on its own and be its own, mm-hmm. and that's that's uh, we'll go to the next. Yeah. One. yeah. So, New Year, New Nicholas story. You have a sort of a, you have sort of a Nicholas verse going on in, well, in terms of your you know, that, that, and that can happen. I've, I've, as I've alluded to before, we've got other stories and uh, that that follow that same path, but uh, mm-hmm. or a similar path. And we've got some new things too, some different things. Yeah, yeah. If if you read the book, you know that the Orphic Forest Forest is an entity in itself. Right. Okay. Well. Yeah, that's and the character, I think. Right now, <coughs> I'm I'm researching ways of exploring mm-hmm. the oddly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and explaining their world. Which, of course, are the magical beings of the Orphic Forest in how Nicholas became Santa Claus in the mm-hmm. Kingdom of Illuminae, these five kingdoms, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I'm telling you, you got to get into this book because these these kingdoms, these characters, uh, and and it's it's it feels real. It's visceral. You guys did an amazing job of making this story seem like a place you can go to. 
Uh, my wife is the Harper Lee of fantasy. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's she's really good. Don't at Don't miss that. this. Don't. No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, there's there, there's magic in everybody's day, mm-hmm. but you have to recognize. Right. Mm-hmm. I always say the the pleasures mm-hmm. and the blessings of life are the simple things that occur every day that you take for granted Mm -hmm. and don't pay attention to. So your advice would be pay attention to the world around you, the things you're hearing, the things you're seeing. Kind of like we were talking about in the last podcast when we were talking about music and poetry and the music around us in our world and uh, those things that are lyrical. And Daryl, what would your advice be to authors who are uh, taking the emotional route or, or dealing with or pulling up emotions that they didn't expect to be pulling up as a, either as a writer or as a psychiatrist. I, I, I think what you need to do is when you enter that room to write, check your inhibitions at the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really hard. It do. is hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a good comedian. He has, he or she has to check their inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it stifles them. You know, it, you don't want to, you don't filter so much, free associate. You know, I think about, I think about, um, you know, method actors mm-hmm. uh, who really have to. Stanislavski. Yes, delve into a character, become the character, you know. I am the Batman. You know, I am, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. The gangs in you know you're leading the gangs in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is my left foot, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, so the, the the question there becomes: Now you've you've gone deep, right? You've dug deep and you've pulled all of this emotion out. It's welling out onto the pages, into these characters, into the world, into these scenarios. How do you stop? How do you hang it up and go home at the end of the day? How is it that you reconcile these emotions moving forward? Well, you don't. Well, you don't want to get stuck in such a way that you can't get out of it. Right. You know, you you can't be. Not everybody can be Daniel Day Lewis. No, no. <laughs> you know, intense or uh, or. Uh, that way, or, or be John Malkovich. You, right. You, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you've got to be able to come out of that so that you mm-hmm. can breathe. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> well, this has been a very enlightening conversation in terms of emotion because I think it's something that people don't necessarily explore on the writer's end of it. We talk about actors and actresses dealing with emotions and dealing with characters uh, you know um for instance gypsy rose uh, just got out of prison she was you know her mother had uh uh munchausen syndrome by proxy and you know mm-hmm. she was giving all these medications and convinced her she couldn't walk and she met a guy and she uh convinced this guy to you know do what needed to be done to her mother so she could be free of her circumstances um, but no one talks about the emotional impact that goes into the writers who put these stories down on page no. and how it affects them. Um, so I thought this—I think this was a very enlightening conversation. And you know, Nicholas is not a deep, dark, you know, story. But you know, it's not. 
it, you know, it it's not all its, rainbows it's, and butterflies either. It has its moments. It does, and right. I think it, it fits perfectly in that realm of Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones. I think, and I think, well, I think is you should check it out. I think you should check out our Facebook page. You should check out our website at TrueBooks.com. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our X at TrueBooks. Uh, you can land on our author page on the website at the Ewing's Publishing, and you can pick up a hardcover or a softcover. And hopefully you'll give us your input, let us know your thoughts, and we'll have a conversation with you next time on Conversations with the Authors. Thank you.